0: Welcome to the What Do We Call This podcast. We're Alexa and Michelle, two friends
1: in their twenties navigating adulthood, relationships, and the highs and lows of every stage of life. From getting
0: laid off from a job to breaking down the latest reality TV show episode, each week you'll be ready for more awkward, raw, candid content. Let's get into it.
1: Welcome back to What Do We Call This podcast. I'm Alexa. And I'm Michelle. And your favorite basic white bitches are back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, um, We had some lovely trolls on the Instagram post that we posted from last week's episode. The little clip where we talked about how we were miffed that Pete Davidson was, like, (laughs) wanted by all the females in the world. and. Loki thought everybody would agree with us, but um we had a lot of people comment on that reel, and they were like, you guys are basic bitches. It turns
1: so. out Pete Davidson has an army, and a they have all league. turned against
0: us. Who knew? Um, I mean, this guy really is just killing it in life. He's got yeah. all these stands sticking up for him. I mean, Listen, go, go you, Pete.
1: Yeah, I like the guy. I think he's funny. I love his self-deprecating humor. I just don't see what a lot of people that find him supremely
0: attractive see you know yeah like just, agreed. I, and the comment that said like ariana Grande didn't make him famous he was famous because of snl i'm like duh of course he was on snl everybody knew that but he didn't blow up to like where all these women love him until ariana okay I just right. want to clarify that we're not idiots we know he was on snl yeah i mean and to be honest, if Pete
1: were sitting here right now, I think he'd agree with us. It's not his personality. I think he'd be like, listen, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here either.
0: <laughs>
1: Just had to get that out of the way. Yes, totally,
0: totally agree. But
1: I am enjoying the trolls. I think I was built for this. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I literally took no offense. I was cracking up when I saw the comments. I'm like, yeah, you know, I am a very average woman. White female, and I'm okay with it.
1: And we embrace that about ourselves. Okay, so you can't hurt our feelings. Go ahead and try, but you will not succeed. And I take pride in that.
0: Yeah. Um, Plus, we both we both totally acknowledged how we looked like shit last week when we were recording. Oh my God. Like looking at it, I'm like, is she okay?
1: Meaning me. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> And that was 3 days ago that we recorded it. I've bounced
0: back. Yeah, I also feel like a totally new human right now. Um got it. I finally drank some water this week and that's <laughs> probably what's doing it. <laughs> I got these <laughs> I got these trace mineral drops that I ordered from Amazon, which I've been wanting for like months and I don't even know why I haven't bought them, but I finally got them delivered and I put them in my water today and I was like, wow, I'm so excited to drink my water.
1: <laughs> hey, whatever works. I know you uh, went on a little rampage a few episodes ago about how you shouldn't drink Water's water. stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I should maybe clarify that water is not stupid to drink. Like, please don't listen to me Um, in a lot of areas of life. But water is okay in moderation. Like, you know, like refill your water bottle like one to two times throughout the day. That's fine. I'm talking about the people who think that they need to drink like 12 water bottlefuls of water every day. Like you're just flushing your system out. Like that's way too much water.
1: Yeah, that's true. There is such thing as too much water, and you can drown internally. I mean, it takes way more water than that, but it's a thing. Look it up. What you can can drown, you can like flush your system too much, and it is like a similar sensation to drowning.
0: Okay, we're obviously like really big health experts, um, (laughs) so we're gonna be doing an episode on health, like maybe next week. I don't, I know. Waiting. Yeah, Next I would like to do good. It. Yeah,
1: maybe after I get recovered fully from my sinus infection, then we can start talking about how healthy we
0: are. Well, the episode will probably not be how healthy we are, but maybe how unhealthy we are. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that
1: I am ready to talk about. Um, no, but yeah, today we thought it would be a good day to talk about toxic friendships and um, kind of navigating that throughout your late teens, early 20s, and then into adulthood. Um, I know, like, for me, that trajectory has kind of changed with friendships over the years. And I feel like we have a lot of wisdom to bring and, like, a lot of experiences that we can speak on. So I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Yeah. Um, We doing highs and lows?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Go for
0: it. I know right. I know
1: what your high is.
0: Okay, guys. Drum roll. Okay. T- <laughs> Yesterday, I got a car. woo A new car. Well, it's not new. It's a used car. It's a 2019 Volkswagen Atlas, and it's beautiful. Like, just so, so cute. It's a white it really exterior is. with tan interiors, which is just, like, all I could have dreamed for and i'm just so happy my old car i've only ever owned one car and it's a it was a 2007 orange chevy cobalt two door car Thanks i loved simba. her so much rip simba like i miss you every day um but it was definitely time to upgrade so cuz i had that car f- for 9 years yeah simba wow. simba was a great car yeah. I'm not a I'm not like a car connoisseur like some people are. So I was totally content and happy with my little two door car until it ended up getting totaled. And then we started car researching, and then the um expectations that I had just kept getting higher and higher <laughs> the more we started car searching because we started out with um like Nissan Rogues and cars that size, um and then. Nolan's like, let's just sit in an atlas because it has it has a third row. And I was like, damn, like this <sighs> is spacious and nice. And now I want this. <laughs> oh, so I'm jealous. Yeah, it's it's a great car. I'm super excited. Like, I haven't even drove it yet today. I think I'm gonna just like go for a random errand later today so I can zip around in it. So that was That's my high for the week. The best feeling. Nothing better than a new car. I know it feels like it's really funny to like get this excited about it because I'm 29 and this is like basically the biggest one of the biggest purchases besides our house but (laughs) um one of the biggest purchases that we've had to make um in my adulthood life I suppose because my cobalt was fairly cheap at the time it was very expensive for me like my whole savings but um I didn't do any of research or anything. My parents kind of picked it out for me and told me what to buy. This process was just like the most annoying process ever. And I'm so glad that it's done. Anyways, and then my low for the week is that I went to the Saints game and they lost to the Bengals.
1: Mm.
0: Which was just so rough because it was, it was pretty neck and neck the whole time until the end. And then the Bengals scored in like the last minute or two. Um, to take the lead and then the Saints just couldn't come back. This is karma though, because the, (laughs) we have the bang, old Bengals, uh, quarterback, Annie Dalton, which I hate. I mean, sorry, I don't, I don't like hate him as a person. I just don't like love him as the quarterback for the Saints, but it's okay. Yeah, that's a,
1: that's a tricky one. Um, I was rooting for the Saints too, because as we all know, I fucking hate the Bengals, but you can't win them all or, Many of them, according to the Saints this year,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, the Saints last season and this season have just been a little bit sad. Um, but it's okay, I'm gonna stick with my team through the highs and the lows. That's loyalty, right there, right? Okay, well,
1: um, let me think. I guess my high would be the fact that today is the first time since I've been back from Ireland, that I feel good. I worked out. I put makeup on. I'm like finally turning a corner with the sinus infection that I had. Um, So I'm, I'm feeling energized and ready to go and productive today. But my low is that even though it's only been a week since I've been back, my trip just feels like a distant memory at this point. And, you know, While I was there, I was perfecting my Irish accent. I was doing a really great job at it. I've lost it completely. And it just feels like it was forever ago. And it makes me really sad. And I'm back to the trenches of America deep in them. So so would you ever move to Ireland? Yes.
0: No questions asked? No.
1: But I also say that about
0: like every place I've visited. What about (laughs) Scotland? Would you move there? Yes. (laughs) Okay. What was your favorite place in Ireland? So
1: I didn't really recap it much on last week's episode, but um we did Dublin, Galway, Killarney, and Belfast. And the only reason you ever need to go near Belfast, in my opinion, is to see the Giant's Causeway. And it's like this huge cliff area with – Structures that have formed from volcanic rock like 65 million years ago. Um, it's just, it's really cool. It's beautiful. We lucked out, uh, weather wise. So I got some really amazing pictures and, uh, it was just a really, really fun afternoon. But I will say, like, Belfast itself, I hated other than that. The other three cities I would go back to, like, it's just, Such a fun, like, different environment than what I'm used to. Everything is so walkable. Um, Killarney had more of a small town feel, which was really nice to kind of separate Dublin and Galloway, that are more city like. Galloway's on a university campus, so there are a lot of young people around. But Caroline and I both agreed that the Guinness Factory, the storefront, that whole experience was one of our favorite parts of Ireland. Like they have done such a good job with that whole exhibit. I mean, it's, it's
0: truly an experience and I have such an appreciation for Guinness now. So my sister um, who has been to like a ton of countries has said that Ireland is her favorite and she always talks about how cool Guinness was as well. And this was like, years ago, like almost 10 years ago. So that makes Um, me feel better.
1: Cause yeah. Am I blowing this out of proportion? Are my expectations? just
0: No. Yeah. She still talks about it. She went there for her, um, 21st birthday, I think. Oh,
1: how fun.
0: Yeah. The photo, like my favorite photo of the whole trip is the photo of the Guinness beers with like your faces floating on top. And I'm like, that was so freaking cool. It's so cool. They take a picture
1: of you right then and there. And like, so when you get your entry ticket, you get a free Guinness at the um, Gravity Bar, which is on the top level. And it's like 360 degree views of Ireland or of Dublin. And so there are little things throughout that you can kind of add on. So like the perfect pour, learning how to perfect pouring a Guinness the proper way, which took me two tries, but I nailed it the second time. Um, But that's 10 extra euros. And then the – I forget what they call it. It's like the uh, stout selfie something. And it's like a, another little room in the factory where you pay – Uh, six extra euros, and they take a picture of you right there. And then they have this machine that just prints you out on the picture. It doesn't alter the taste. It's like you still have a full head of foam on the Guinness, but it's got your picture imprinted. And I actually tried recording a video of it and they won't let you. So I don't really know how it works, but
0: it was really neat. Um, Yeah, that photo is great. Well, Hopefully you thought the six euros was worth it because I thought it was worth it that you paid that so that I could see that (laughs) (laughs) little image of you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone was
1: geeking out. They're like, how the heck did they do that? I'm like magic, man. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't, even if somebody explained the science to me, I'd be like, okay, whatever.
1: Yeah. No, it was, it was cool, but I miss it already. I'm like, trying to rack my brain for which country I want to go to next, because I need
0: to book a trip now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about toxic friendships.
1: Okay. So I was thinking about this and I feel like there are a lot of different layers or levels to what you could define a toxic friendship as. So like I've experienced a bunch of different forms of toxic friendships, quote unquote, in my time. And so some of them could be like, I've experienced very judgmental friends who I feel like I had to filter myself in front of. I've experienced very surface level friends that are like kind of my party friends, but they don't actually ever ask about me. It's more I'm there for their convenience. And then like on a whole different end of the spectrum is like friends that have betrayed you in some kind of severe way. And so I feel like it's kind of a broad topic, but we can get in deeper to
0: that. And I feel like most most of the categories of people fall into like the first – did you say three? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like the first two and then the last one where people are just like really toxic and you should probably cut them out is like pretty rare, I would say. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, like
1: friendships change and evolve as you get older. And I think you and I have a very unique relationship where like we're talking pretty much all day, every day. And I like don't do that with anyone else. Like not even my boyfriend, not even my family members. <laughs> it's like –
0: like we're just
1: weird in that way, but I don't think it's fair to necessarily expect that from all of your friendships. Whereas when you're in high school, yeah, that's totally normal. As an adult, it's, it's pretty unique, I think. And that doesn't necessarily mean that a friendship is bad or like not as strong if you're not talking every day. Um, I think it's just different depending on. Your relationship with the person?
0: Yeah, I have friends that are still really good friends of mine, but I don't text them all the time. Like, we only text like once every couple of months. And when we hang out, it's still is like totally normal as if we were talking every day. Um, but yeah, like you and Rianne and I have a group chat and we talk every single day. I talk to my friend Erica every single day. And then I have other friends that I can think of that I talk on the phone with like once every two months or so to catch up and like do like a hour long conversation as opposed to texting all the time. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Relationships are just different with different people. I think like our friendship that we have is like maybe not as common where we like literally text all fucking day. <laughs> Every day. Like, I think you guys probably know me, like, at some, some times, I'm like, I feel like you guys know me better than Nolan knows me. <laughs>
1: probably. <laughs> but in, like, different ways, you know? Yeah. I, and is that codependency? Maybe, but... <laughs> I mean, I'm not yeah. mad about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, what are some... I don't know if you can give some general or specific, if you want examples of toxic friendships or toxic situations okay. with friends that you've
0: experienced. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm obviously not going to say any names or anything. Um, but, um, somebody that comes to mind is somebody that was in a friend group that we had and, there was n- – like she didn't do anything bad or anything um to me or to the other friends. She just wasn't – like she falls into that category of like somebody who's really fun to hang out with but wouldn't be there in times of need. So somebody who – like if I called for an emergency, she'd kind of be like, well, is there anybody else available? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. um And – I feel like those people do kind of, like, have a time and a place in your life. Like, you know, if you're living in a new city and you don't really know people and you're just trying to, like, make friends to, like, go out with and stuff, like, you're you're always going to have people like that, I feel like, come in and out of your life. But I think you kind of had to make the decision of, like, is it – am I okay with, like, who they are and, like, am I okay with them not being, like, a ride-or-die kind of person and just somebody to have fun with or not? Um, And ultimately, like, I was not okay with somebody, this person, like, just not being a good friend to me or the other people in the group. And so we ended up just, like, cutting her out of the group chat and, like, stopped inviting her places and whatnot. And it wasn't just me. Like, she was – Like, you know, committing to events where we would all have to travel and meet in person and we'd plan a bunch of things and then she would cancel at the last minute or invite us to go and visit her. And I would like I would drive up to visit her. And then when I got there, I'd call her like 10 times and she wouldn't answer her phone and she'd disappear for the evening or like we'd be out at a bar in college together and – she would just disappear and like go home with somebody else and not tell me where she was. And I had no way of getting back into her house, just like kind of crappy instances like that as if it's like really fun to hang out with, but doesn't, it just felt like she didn't care about me or like my safety or being? Like at the end of the day, it was more of like, I'm going to do what I want to do kind of thing. Um So, I mean, it was, it was like fun while it lasted, I guess. But at the end of the day, it was like, I don't need people like this in my life that are just here for fun. I I need more of like people that I can rely on, I guess. Yeah. And that's like one instance that I can – that's like I feel like the first – besides my like high school bully that I had um, who was like a friend turned bully. Besides that person, that's like the first person that I can think of that I like – really had to like think long and hard about like cutting this person out of my life. And ultimately it wasn't like that hard anyways, because we lived in different cities and we kind of just like naturally drifted apart. That was my first experience, I guess. Yeah. I think a lot of people
1: can probably relate to that. Like it's not like this person is doing anything outright mean to you or like betraying you in a way that is like very traumatizing. But it's just little behavior that you're kind of questioning, like, are we even really friends? Like, do you actually care about me at all? And it's like behavior that's very selfish. Like, I also experienced this kind of recently with someone who, you know, I, w- I was basically at her beck and call all the time. And we had so much fun together. And like, great memories, but I'm like, I cannot remember the last time that she asked anything about my life. Like it was, I I don't know. I just kind of had an epiphany. And then the straw that broke the camel's back was her birthday came up. And at this point we were living in two different cities and I was like, Hey, like I just started a new job. I can't make it. Um, I'm really sorry, but like It's just not a good time for me to be traveling. So at first she was like, okay, yeah, I get it. And then after her birthday, she texted me like some really mean things being like, after everything I've done for you, you didn't even try to surprise me. I'm like, no, I literally told you I couldn't come. (laughs) So I was a little thrown off by that. And I'm like, you know, this person knows at that time what a hard year I had had and like... Some things that I had been dealing with, and her biggest concern is me not showing up to surprise her at her birthday party and so at that point, I was just kind of like, "You know what? I don't need this. Like I have such good quality friends and a decent sized group of them. Like I've got like five friends that I know I could call, no matter what. And to me, that's enough. That's all I need. and of course, I'm open more, but Like, I just don't have the time or the patience or the energy to give to someone that's not going to reciprocate that.
0: Yeah, I think the older that we get, the more we care – the less that we care about, like, how many friends we have um, and more about, like, the quality of those friendships. At least I find it kind of easier, as like, as I've gotten older to kind of, like, cut people out that I don't really think are, like, a good fit in my life. And again, like, I don't mean to sound dramatic because it's not like these people are like intentionally doing harm or anything like that. It's just kind of just like not a good match. Like we've just been talking about of like people who would be there by your side um, whenever you need them to. Yeah. And when
1: you say cut people out, I think people take that and kind of like visualize you just kind of blocking them on everything. And that's not really what we mean. It's more so just like no longer putting in energy to this relationship that's not serving you. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think that a friendship where both people are self-aware, you probably know when that's happening if you're either on the side of, quote unquote, cutting the person out or the receiving side of it. So it's not like
0: as malicious as it sounds. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of these stem from relationships that were really good initially in the beginning. And then as you grew as like adults, like it just changed. Like maybe like you started to grow into a different person and your friend did too. And then you just kind of realized like you weren't a good like match anymore. (laughs) Kind of sounds like we're talking about dating. Well, it is kind of
1: like dating and like, it's a different form of relationships, but I think it all applies.
0: Especially in your mid twenties. Like I have never changed more in my life than I did from the time I graduated college to now. Like there has been so much that has happened in the last six years. When did we graduate? Seven Seven years, Jesus Christ. There's been so much that's happened in the last seven years and so it' was kind of like a no-brainer that I would go through like a lot of friendship changes throughout that time. right.
1: It makes sense. and I think if you're sometimes if you are with the same friend group that you've had for decades and decades, you almost revert back to like your past self. And that's easy to fall into because you get together and you're like kind of reminiscing about high school or middle school or whatever. And so that behavior kind of comes back up. But um, obviously that's not to say every group is like that. I mean, hopefully everyone is like evolving and changing in a mm-hmm. way that's benefiting them and the
0: people around them. I can think of like one person that I'm no longer friends with because I was. Well, this is, I guess I should say this is like my side of the story, but I don't really know like the real, like, I don't know. It's your truth. Explain. It's, <laughs> it's your my truth. truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, No, I think, I think that we, in my opinion, drifted apart because we were drifting apart in like, how we were growing as adults. Um, meaning like my priorities had started to shift over the years, like after I graduated college from like wanting to like constantly party all the time to kind of like wanting, you know, moving into an adult phase where I had to wake up every morning and go to work and wanted to like be healthier in my eating choices and going to the gym and stuff like that. And, um, I think this person just didn't understand like the changes I was going through. Also, I had started dating Nolan in my last semester of college, and so I was like, you know, getting into a serious relationship, and so my priorities were shifting as well. I felt like I did a good job at balancing a relationship and friendships, but I don't think this person thought the same way, and so I got like pushback from you know, not wanting to like go out and party and whatnot. And that's kind of like what started the downfall of that friendship. And I don't like fault this person to this day. I just think that we just grew apart in like where our priorities and interests lied. So I just think it's okay if you have been friends with somebody for a while and you kind of like grow apart in the way that like your lives are going, I think it's okay to kind of like realize that that person's like maybe not meant to be in your life anymore because they have different interests than you.
1: And I think that'll happen. Like it's probably not the first time that's happened to you and it probably won't be the last. Um, I just think that's like the circle of life, unfortunately. And it can be hard to like come to terms with that, especially because when, you're super close with someone. Like there have been a couple instances where the person that ended up being toxic that I kind of uh, drifted away from was like my one of my best friends. Like I thought they would be in my wedding one day. And you're almost grieving like a loss of a person that's still alive. And that can be really, really hard to deal with.
0: Yeah, I think especially if you are, like, maybe on the receiving end of what we're talking about, like, if that person starts to, like, drift away from you, and you're kind of like, well, what did I do wrong? I feel like that would be a little bit more sad than if you kind of, like, made that decision, although it's still sad both ways. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't think I've ever been on the receiving end, but... <laughs> Well, okay, uh, yes. Alexa. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I mean, it goes back to being self aware and like knowing your role in it and knowing how you've treated that person. And like, listen, if you're on the receiving end and you're like, I was a fucking good friend to that person and they were lucky to have me in their lives and more power to you, like, you should take comfort in knowing that. The fall of the friendship wasn't necessarily something you did.
0: I've actually been on the receiving end, so. Oh Bummer. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, do you
1: want to, like, talk a little more about that or
0: not really? (laughs) Um, Well, this person decided to stop being friends with me because I called her out on some BS of, like, some shitty stuff that she was doing to other people. And she didn't like that I called her out on it. And, yeah, called me a lot of bad names, decided that she wouldn't be friends with me anymore. It was not a great situation, but I'm, like, so happy that this person's not in my life anymore because I do not need that drama. Like, looking back now, I'm like, thank God, like, I'm still not friends with this person because – That's the thing.
1: Like, at the time, it's like a dagger to the heart when you're experiencing it in the moment, but, like – fast forward five years and you're like, they do not fit into where I'm at as a human at all. You know, like,
0: no. Yeah. And this person was accusing me of doing stuff as well. That was not true, but whatever I said, she did not believe me. Like, I don't know. Basically I felt like she was making this stuff up in her head out of her own securities of like things that she thought I was doing behind her back. And it were, was not true at all. So like when their friendship ended, I was very sad about it at the time. But looking back now, I'm like, thank goodness that ended because like, oh, my God, I don't need to be friends with somebody who doesn't believe me when I'm trying to tell them the truth. And who is like questioning my motives and thinks I have ulterior motives for being friends with them. Like I was not some like conniving person in college who was like trying to like backstab all these people like and that i guess you know goes to show like i wasn't meant to be friends with that person if she really thought that i was like this evil human
1: yeah i mean that's just really funny like knowing you i'm like what yeah <laughs> it should i mean she couldn't be more far off but it's hard to kind of cross that line of like, when do I really cut this relationship off? And like, when is it time for it to end? And I feel like if someone is treating you like that and they genuinely don't demonstrate that they know who you are at your core and they know your morals and, and your intentions, then it's time to say goodbye. You don't need someone like that.
0: Yeah. And I also think that friends are meant to be in your life to like uplift you and like bring you happiness. And it, it's not supposed to be this like stressful relationship in your life because to be honest, most people have a family that's stressful and they look to their friends for like outlets and like people who they can talk to maybe about the stressful events that are going on in your life. Like your friends are meant to be there to support you, uplift you, make you feel better about your situations, and like also, of course, call you out on things that you might be doing wrong. But like overall, those those relationships are not meant to be stressful. And so if they are stressful, like if you are constantly in like a fight with a certain friend or you're constantly feel stressed around this one friend, like that's probably a sign that it's not a healthy relationship at all. And it's that's not to say that, like, I don't get in, like, little fights with my friends. But, like, they're usually, like, so minute that, like, we're fine the next day if there even is a fight. Like, I literally can't even think of, like, a time that you and I have been in a fight
1: together. I mean, we've definitely bickered about things, but, like – We've had,
0: like, arguments, but they were, like, constructive arguments that, like – I I don't think we, like, got pissed at each other. No. I Yeah. And, like – thinking of other
1: friendships like yeah there are times when you're gonna have conflict like that's just the reality of life but like
0: like when i don't um, listen to you when you re- suggest yeah, tv like shows when you,
1: when you repeat suggestions that i've already suggested <laughs> like publicly and privately yeah michelle we're in a fight about that right now actually <laughs> yeah no. Fair enough. <laughs> but I mean, conflict's going to happen. It's just how life is. But like at the end of the day, you have to think to yourself, how has this person helped me? How have I been there for them? Is that worth ending a friendship over? And a lot of the times it's not. And sometimes it might be like, you know, I've been in a situation where every time I talk to someone it was like physically draining me because she was so negative and I'm like I like my mental health is already deteriorating at this point and that was back in 2020 like mid-pandemic and I was like I just I cannot take a conversation with her anymore because all about how like horrible things are and it's things that I know she could fix if she wanted to but she just likes to Swim in the pool of misery, um. <laughs> but, like yeah. I'm getting I'm getting specific here. But you know, you just have to evaluate who are your energy givers and who are your energy drainers, and I think that will say a lot about your relationship with someone.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good phrase. Yeah, I can think of one of our friends who was in a friendship with somebody, and that friendship was pretty toxic because they argued all the freaking time. And I'm like, dude, you need to break up with this friend. Like, I can't handle listening to these arguments and like getting both sides of the story and getting screenshots. And I'm like, why are you constantly fighting? Like, you do not need to have this stress in your life over a friend. Like, no offense. But I don't – maybe I'm, like, really, like, not emotional as a person because I'm kind of just, like (laughs) – because I'm kind of, like, I don't need – I don't need toxic energy in my life. So if you're somebody who's like constantly bringing me toxic energy, like, sorry, but I don't need to be friends with you. That's kind of how I feel. But I know people like it's a lot more common for people to feel the opposite of that, of like, I want to do whatever I can to save this relationship because I care about this person. And they have a lot harder of a time letting go, whereas Mm -hmm. I'm kind of just like, "Mm, see ya. Like
1: I feel like I'm kind of in between the two of you, like our friend that was in this situation and you like I but I truly commend her for like all the effort she put in because I don't know that I would have gone to those lengths mm-hmm. to protect a friendship in the way that she did but yeah. you know yeah that that was hard to watch too because you're seeing like one of your friends being constantly hurt by someone mm-hmm. else and oh my god I've I've experienced that a few times where I'm like listen Good for you for doing all you can to save this friendship. But from an outsider's perspective, it is not worth it. Yeah. Sometimes it takes, like, an outsider or a third party that isn't involved to kind of, like, show you the light too and just be like, dude, this is – it's like a bad relationship.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um I have a another friend who's dealing with a friend who is like not really reciprocating with wanting to hang out and she's been like I don't know I don't know what to do about this relationship like I've been asking this person to hang out and they will agree and we have a really really good time together And then I won't hear from this person for like weeks until I reach back out again and text. And it's like sucks because I have so much fun with this person and our relationship is like really great when we hang out and whatnot. But I just feel like I'm the one who's always putting in the effort. And I think that that can be pretty common too. And I, I told her like kind of what I said earlier in the episode of like, I think that's just something that you have to like weigh the benefits and the what what's the opposite of benefit? Negatives?
1: Yeah, the cons, the pros and the
0: cons. Yeah. You have to weigh <laughs> you have to weigh the pros and the cons. Like, are you okay with how this relationship is? Like it is what it is. Like we have a lot of fun together. I'm okay with being the one reaching out to this person all the time. Or, like, hey, it's kind of hurtful. I feel like they don't um, have the same respect for me or, like, maybe not respect. They don't, like, want to hang out with me as much as I want to hang out with them. And, like, that's hurtful to me. So I want to, like, kind of dissolve the friendship a little bit. So I think that's more of, like, maybe a relatable scenario than, like, maybe some of the, like, stories that we have told. At least, like, at this Point in our lives in our late 20s, like almost 30s, because I feel like now I'm not really encountering people who are intentionally hurtful or anything like that. It's more of like I'm becoming friends with people who are a really good time. Like they're so fun to hang out with, but I don't know. They like maybe don't reciprocate as much, or I'm like, oh, I know this person wouldn't be here if I needed to go to the hospital kind of thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And
1: that's hard too, because like with The person who's trying and trying. At some point, there's only so much you can do. You know, if I was in that situation with anyone in my core group, it would be hard for me to step back and be like, all right, she obviously doesn't want to continue this friendship in the way that it has been previously. So I'm just going to accept that. I know if it happened with the four girls that I'm closest to, I would be like very persistent. Yeah, it's a tricky situation, but... I think things find a way of working themselves out.
0: I think it's harder to being somebody who is away from home in a different state. It's kind of like the friends that you initially want to make in a new city or whatever. You kind of just like have to accept it for what it is um, because you don't know anybody else. And you're like, I'm kind of relying on this person to like show me around and like meet other people. Um and, like, maybe this isn't somebody who I see myself being friends with long term, but, like, for the time being, this is okay with what it is. Because I feel like, you know, after I moved down here, I had to be, like, really, really open to, like, everybody that I met um, and not be as, like, closed off as I normally could be um to people initially and kind of, like, give people, like, multiple interactions to, like, really – discover what their personalities were like as opposed to i think some people who like you know don't leave their hometown are a little bit like more closed off to meeting new people and introducing new friends into their lives
1: i think that's part of why making friends as an adult is so hard is because people typically do tend to be closed off i mean i literally said i've got my core group i don't really need more yeah best friends you know but that's not to say i'm not like open to making them but i think that's kind of the mindset that most young adults have and um i don't know we can do a whole other episode on how to make friends as an adult and i'm sure we will get to that at some point but uh i think that that attributes to the trickiness of it
0: yeah, and I think um when I initially moved down here, I was not as open as I am now and it took me like literally years to be more open. But when I initially moved down here, I was like I'm only going to be here for a couple of years. Like I obviously want to make friends, but I don't really expect any of these people to be like lifelong friends. Kind of thing. Luckily, like one of these people has turned into a really good friend who has been here for me for a lot of things. And I'm like, so thankful for that friendship, but it was honestly like a huge surprise to me. And I feel like it didn't, the friendship really didn't blossom until like this year, even though I've been down here for almost four years now. Uh, And I, I don't know, it's just, it's like strange to analyze this about myself, but I just feel like I didn't I like wasn't like totally open to it initially for some reason. I don't know like why I was holding back, but this year I finally have been like, okay, I have grown so close with this person and I like love hanging out with her. And I don't know. It's just like the relationship has just grown so much. I don't really know where I was like going with this comment, but
1: well, and like I think too, as an adult, truly when I was younger. Even up until like the end of college, well, even up until after college, now that I think about it, I chose truly the worst people to be friends with. And like, I probably need to talk about this in therapy, but like, like I had, <laughs> I had friends that like threatened to kill me. I'm not even, exact. what? Holy shit, Alexa. And, uh, yeah. And like my mom always said, you are really good at picking really bad friends. And I'm like, yeah, it's an issue. Wow. Um, so I think your picker, as it does when you're dating and when you get older, it tends to get better. Um, I think that goes for friendships too. Now there's no one in my life that I'm like, I could do without them. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think I've, I've gotten rid of. All of that extra baggage,
0: yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> extra baggage that was weighing you down. I don't. I have no idea who you're talking about that like threatened to kill you. But that's no wild. You've never, yeah, you've never met this person, but right. well, you're gonna have to tell me that story
1: later. It's it is a wild one. Um, yeah, safe to say we
0: weren't friends after that, <laughs> right? I would. I would hope not. Yeah. In college, Um, you can at least kind of like pick and choose who you want to be friends with. In high school, you're just like stuck with the people in your grade and you have to like see them every freaking day.
1: Yeah. Oof. High school, like, I mean, I've talked about this before, but I don't have any friends from high school and I have no regrets about that. But I just feel like in high school, you're stuck with people that you don't necessarily have anything in common with. Mm -hmm. And I definitely felt that growing up. Like, yeah, I had friends, acquaintances that I would hang out with, but no ride or dies. I mean, you've got close friends from
0: high school, so your experience is a little different. But Um, Yeah, I just have three close friends from high school, which I guess is kind of a lot. I feel like most people just have like one or two maybe. Mm -hmm. Or if you're Nolan, you have like 20. Listen...
1: Boys and their friendships, I, I can't even get into. It is so bizarre to me. I just, I, I don't know. I have a hard time processing. Like Nolan and Nate are in the same friend group. A bunch of my guy friends are in a friend group from middle school, elementary school, high school. And like they don't ever separate. Like it's like every guy I know is in this group of 20 people from Mm -hmm. high school that has never, I don't know,
0: dissipated. I don't, I can't even like analyze men friendships because the whole concept is strange to me. Like just seeing how they interact with each other and like how much they just don't even really talk to each other. Like they're talking, but like nothing substantial is happening.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Like I was out to dinner last weekend with Nate and a few of his friends and I asked, The one, I was like, How's your relationship going? And they all turn, they're like, Ooh, I want to hear this. I'm like, Why don't you guys know you live together? (laughs) We never talk about this stuff. I'm like, what the fuck do you talk about?
0: Yeah. One of Nolan's friends proposed to his girlfriend a few months ago. And I was like, So how did the and this is his best friend, you know? So how did the proposal go? Like, how do you do it? Um, like, you know, time of day, where were they at, whatever. Nolan knew no information. Like, he's like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I didn't ask. I'm like, why would you not ask how the proposal went? Like, are you kidding? If one of my friends gets engaged, that's the first question I'm asking. Like, Oh my God. How did he propose? Like, what were you guys doing? Like, send me a picture of the ring. Send me photos. And Nolan's just like, Congrats, dude. <laughs> I know. Like they don't talk about anything. Like I'm so confused.
1: Yeah. Like someone in their friend group had a baby recently. I'm like, how are they doing like adjusting to all that? And needs like, I don't know. Probably okay. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? How do you not talk about this? I don't understand. It blows my mind. Yeah. I would love to have a professional psychologist on here Mm -hmm. to kind of break down Difference. Yeah, the
0: difference between like men friendships and female friendships because like we share everything. Like, you guys know when my period is coming. Like, I mean,
1: I don't know. I can't imagine one of my best friends not asking about like how I got engaged. That's so weird to me, you know?
0: It's so weird. And he has other friends that are, that have been dating their girlfriends for a while. And I'm like, so when is so and so proposing? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, You've never talked about this before. They've been dating for like two years. Like what? Yeah. I I don't I don't know what they talk about, truly. Other than sports and video games, like is that it? I don't know. I so- think so. I think it is because every time I catch Nolan on the phone, he's talking about sports with somebody. <laughs> like, how can you talk about sports 24 7? Like, is there really that much information going on? There's not.
1: Like whatever yeah female friendships are a little bit different and i'm thankful for them (laughs) have you ever been
0: like majorly betrayed by a friend no i don't think so are you thinking of something specific for you no for me yeah oh okay what's your story
1: i mean i've actually encountered this with two friends that were at the time, some of my best friends, but one hooked up with my ex. And I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure it was while we were together the first time. And then they continued to hook up after we broke up. And that's when I found out about it. And then a different friend who was like truly the one I thought it would be in my wedding one day, she, we had a falling out for other reasons. Oh, I don't want to get into all of it. Um, I mean, I kind of do, but I won't. But she was there all four years of like this tumultuous relationship with my ex. And then two years ago, I literally went to take Harley outside, come back in. My phone has like 20 messages from people. I'm like, what is going on? And they're all sending me a screenshot of this person and my ex at the zoo lights. And I'm like, really? You were like the one standing beside me like saying, he's not good enough for you, blah, blah, blah. He's a piece of shit, whatever, for four years. And now you're turning around and dating him. It was, I was not in a great mental
0: space that night. (laughs) How many years later was that, that they started dating?
1: So like I mean, four like four
0: years later? Yeah, like four or five, which
1: – Like yeah. one girl
0: couldn't find somebody else. There's like a million well, men in the world.
1: That's the thing. It's like that one person. Like that should be off limits. Her ex treated her like a fucking queen. I would not even think about ever going there, you know, just because that's like forbidden territory. It's like girl code. I don't know. Maybe I'm old fashioned. I still think girl code is a thing, but – um yeah, to like sit by your friend and watch her cry over someone for four years and then turn around no matter how long it is and date that person. Yeah. They're um, broken up. So,
0: you know. Oh, seen well, that coming. karma. Yeah. Um, I just think it's weird. I think the whole thing of it is weird because, yeah, she saw how crappy he treated you and then she thought he was going to be a good boyfriend. Like what? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like I called that from the get-go that it wasn't going to last but honestly if it does like they deserve each other so
0: I mean whatever. I know people can change but if you're somebody who like treating your girlfriend or boyfriend shitty like you're probably going to be like that with your other relationships like yeah And a lot of it's just like out of respect for a human being, like not like maybe the person you're dating, like really gets on your nerves and you have arguments and whatnot. But like for somebody, and I don't, I have no idea what he did to you, but let's just assume he called you like bad names. Like for somebody to go and call people like the C word and other things like that. Like that's just a person who has no decency and like no respect for other humans. Like they're just a bad person in general. Like don't. Yeah, I don't understand how she could see like all the stuff that he did to you and then be like, yeah, I want to date him.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because like, I don't know what happened between them, but he was like a serial cheater. And I know that several of his relationships after I found out through mutual friends that he cheated on them too. So I'm like, at that point when you know how someone is and you think you can change them and you're, 27 years old. Good luck.
0: Yeah. On that good note. Oh, did you get any good conspiracy theories? Um,
1: (laughs) I got one that made me laugh. It's about Poot Lovato. Demi Lovato. Have you ever seen that picture of Demi Lovato? And she like looks bald. She's on a red carpet. And it's just like really horrendous lighting. And everyone's like, that's not Demi. That's Poot.
0: No. Who the fuck is
1: Poot? (laughs) It's like a theory that like Demi Lovato has an alter ego named Poot.
0: (laughs) Why is the name Poot?
1: (laughs) I don't know, but I got to send you like the whole thread of it. I think it ran wild on Twitter one time years ago and people just run with the idea that like Demi Lovato has an alter ego named Poot Lovato And so when she does things out of character, it's like, that's not Demi. That was Poot.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's the weirdest name. Well,
1: (laughs) I don't know. Like, if you know, you know. So, well, I'll get you up to speed offline.
0: Well, we have a lot to chat about after this episode. A lot I've learned about you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to reveal who we were talking about
0: to each other. Thanks for tuning in to this toxic episode on this <laughs> relationship. <laughs> I guess this was like kind of a toxic episode.
1: Yeah. You know, just like eva- evaluate your friendships and that's our advice for today.
0: Yeah. You know, cut people out that don't make you happy if you yeah. want to or don't listen to us, whatever, you know. <laughs> Take our advice
1: or not. It's up to you. Um,
0: Yeah. We don't take ourselves seriously like these people, like these Instagram trolls think we do. So, Nah. I'm going to go back to
1: doing basic white bitch things. I'm going to go make a pumpkin spice latte. I'm going to go to Target. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, be sure to... Follow us at, what do we call this podcast? Rate, review, subscribe, share.
0: Subscribe, share. Michelle and I write are about us, to get in a fight, actually. Write us a review. <laughs> and Hey, guys, we only have one little review on Apple. So if you, if you want to be the person to give us the second review, the first one's great. Thank you to whoever left that. If you want to be the second person to give us a review, we will – be so happy. I'm sorry. We can't give you anything. We're poor. Um, but <laughs> yeah. listen,
1: if we start getting more subscribers and reviewers, then maybe we'll start doing giveaways or something. Who's to say? Maybe we'll start doing ads. <laughs> we need to
0: because I'm – We spending, need to make
1: money. I'm, I'm just spending kidding. money to do this podcast. So.
0: Yeah. We're like literally not making – I mean, we're in the negatives right now.
1: <laughs> So, you know what? Support us. We need it and we appreciate you. All right. See you next Tuesday. See you
0: next Tuesday.